Well, it's always hard to believe, but we're back again. Again, wasn't quite every week, but Fortnite is pretty this, good. This Fortnite at Windsor, that's pretty good for us. It's pretty good. And we got a producer with us. Our producer, Mariah, good evening. Thanks for having me on, finally. <laughs> finally made the cut. She's been bugging us every week. <laughs> every single week. <laughs> Inbox full. Oh, when are you going to let me on? When are you yeah. We just prefer a podcast just full of news <laughs> and meeting meeting notes. Welcome, Mariah. Good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me on. You're pretty much the boss these days. I am, yeah. Because you book all the interviews, you do all the editing. I do. Keeps me busy. She gets all the profits as well. <laughs> <laughs> All the licensing deals with Joe Rogan. <laughs> T-shirts. All right, so what are we chatting about this week? Well, I thought we'd first start off by just hitting up some ideas. By ideas, I mean news. <laughs> hitting up some news. Uh, some things coming up. Uh, if you haven't heard by now, we got a bush dance. Are you coming to the bush dance, Mariah? I sure am, and I'm bringing friends. So the people listening have no excuse but to come. Oh, awesome. Now, mm. did you say a friend or? No, friends. Friend? <laughs> plural. Friends, plural. Okay, all right. Uh, well, good to know you have more than one. That's, mm-hmm. that's really good. Um, not that we doubted it by any stretch. You're way more popular than we are. But uh, so you're bringing friends. What's like the pitch when you say, hey, you want to come to this thing? Like, what, what's the selling point? The selling point? Probably the food. Really? It's usually pretty good, but also because you can dance and just have fun. And you can't do that just anywhere nowadays, right? Not without a, a cover charge. It's a good night every year, mm. to yeah. be fair. It's always pretty good. Are you going to make a, a reprisal of <laughs> Andy? I don't even, how did that even happen? <laughs> I put the least amount of effort in as anyone, but yeah. simply because I look like Andy from Toy Story, I won the thing. I think it's because the first thing you said when you walked in was, there's a snake in my boot. Uh, Wasn't that right? Came in character. It came in character, yeah. And that did it. But yeah, the, so, the, um, so we're putting the call out. Good costumes. Put some effort in. Seriously, uh, we're talking like cow print, cow print vests. I don't know if that's ethical, but <laughs> the <laughs> fake still ones still around. <laughs> I'm sure you can buy a fake one that's synthetic. Uh, yeah, no, best costume. Uh, looking forward to having people out. Looking forward to the great food. Uh, there's still a chance to buy tickets, but you got to go like super, super quick. And by the time this airs, I mean, who knows? When do you think you'll get this cut up, Mariah? Oh, because okay. it closes on Monday the 18th. All right. So you'd have to mm. beg and plead. And we might let you in, but mm. but probably. Yeah. probably. We're but still looking forward to it. Whose deci- who's final decision is that? Who's the gatekeeper? Probably Teresa. Teresa. Probably Teresa. She but she's a, she's a nice lady. She's been on the show before. She has. She brought a sense of style and class to it. Yeah. We're yet to see that from Mariah, but there's still there's still time. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's hope. Yeah, so yeah, Bush Dance coming up this Saturday, the 23rd. If you don't know what a Bush Dance is, it's basically square dancing with somebody telling you what to do. Awesome. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, we are also looking forward to, this is pretty cool, we're going to reset our evening service. I don't know if this is kind of breaking news, so insert news bulletin here. Uh, we're going to reset our evening service. Uh, we're pulling together some key people, and the idea is really to just invest in in the next generation. That's really what we're trying to do. So uh, as pastors, we're still going to oversee it. We're still going to be involved. We're going to be kind of encouraging and equipping and mentoring people, but we want other people to invest and to run it in a way that they yeah. think is relevant and meaningful for them. And I'm really excited because we have, we got a youth band. We got lots of new musicians wanting to come through. We have people that we haven't heard speak or handle the word before. We want to give them opportunity. We got some uh, special guests coming from, you know, either 
people who used to be part of our church or people who are sort of new to the church. Uh, so I'm really looking forward to evening service coming up. And that's all building. I guess we're going to trial that the first two weeks. So the this Sunday and next, next Sunday. And then on the 1st of October, sorry, that's not the 1st of October. It's the 8th of October. Brie Bond is going to come and she's going to kick off our series on um, sex and identity and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, Sunday night's going to be where it's happening. Cool, cool. And there's a massive, isn't there like a massive worship night coming up too at some point in the ne- next couple of months? November. November. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Oh, you oh, know what sorry. it is? <laughs> yeah, ahead. the 12th. Sorry, I'm not used yeah. to sharing. <laughs> of course, Mariah knows what it's all. <laughs> we'll cut this out. It's okay. <laughs> the only person here with a clue. <laughs> yes. Mariah. You need, you need to sit in a different spot, Mariah, so My I can bad. see you just hold, <laughs> hold up a card and just be like, this is, this is where it is. Can I speak now? Do you have like, a, you know, the talking <laughs> stick that they have at families? The conch. Yes, yes, the from, conch. From Lord of, Lord of Lord the, the Flies. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Wow. Deep pull. Are you a literature man, Arden? Oh, not probably not. No. Watch the movie. Okay. I saw this black and white. Is it the one you saw? The black and white. One? I would have seen it in high school. I don't even okay. remember. Yeah. Yeah. Don't Did they have rolling? Did they have moving pictures in those days? No. We couldn't afford to go to the movies anyway. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, looking forward to that. Uh, so worship night coming up as well. Uh, lots of things going on. Uh, anything particular you're excited about, Mariah? The worship night. I'll definitely be there. Bringing friends? We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) We're so bad. (laughs) I'm going to be in so much trouble with Talia. But yeah, so lots of cool things happening and uh, just encouraging people to get involved. We're on the wind up to Christmas. So Christmas carols, I know the planning's underway. Um, Rehearsals are about to start. Hymns R Us is in October as well. Have you been to a Hymns R Us? I have not, but I hear they have an amazing MC this time around. It's you, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, that's that's pretty good. Have yeah. you been working on your your shtick? Nope. Go in there fresh. Go in there fresh. You work on it at all? Nope. Nope. <laughs> no, go. no. They've they've um, Judy has supplied me with tons of notes. She's done everything. It's amazing. Okay. I could just get up there and yeah, just read them. Just read them. Yeah, there you go. A t-shirt, easy. She's done all the hard work. Yeah, and 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 she had it all planned months ago. Yes, these are goals, Mariah. She's incredibly <laughs> organized. Yes, I'm literally yeah, taking get, notes from. Get that. it together, yeah. Mariah. <laughs> Lots to learn. Uh, so, Mariah, tell us a little bit about what what you do. You've you've been at the church since when? Since January, I started late January this year. Yeah, at the end of last year, you asked me on, and now I'm the executive assistant at. Windsor Baptist, yes, exciting. As well as Moonlighting as producer yeah, of right. This Week at Windsor. Yes. Or This Fortnight at Windsor, or This Year at Windsor. This year at Win- yeah. And that's my true passion right there. <laughs> there you go. For sure. Yeah. Editing us up, great. Yeah, best. I heard she was changing her email signature earlier. She's <laughs> putting producer in there. Um, no, but we're, we're, we're thrilled to have you here. Now we detect a little bit of an accent. I know your English is great, but you don't sound like your typical Aussie female. Tell us, uh, were you from this country originally? No, I wasn't. You're straight away exposing me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, so I was born and raised in the Netherlands, and then I came here when I was almost 10. So I haven't been able to get rid of that accent since, but yeah. Don't lose it. No. no. Now, I was told that you're not allowed to call the Netherlands Holland. No, you're not. Can you explain that to me? Uh, it used to be a part of the Netherlands, and you have to go all the way back to the 17th century. But they referred to it as Holland because it was like the province, so it's like a state that produced the most money, I want to say. So okay. they just referred, the rest of the Netherlands just didn't matter. It was just Holland. And now like it's not a state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh yeah, I'm from New South Wales. No, no one says that. It's <laughs> like, uh, so like Holland is now North Holland and South Holland. So it doesn't really make sense yeah. anymore to say you're from there. So it's yeah. still a subsection of the Netherlands. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Okay. It's like split into two states now. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. I hear Netherlands and I think like 
wasteland. But is that what it's like? Just like I, I hear Netherlands. It's all it's all tulips and and windmills. Really, and the um dikes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But some of it is like underwater level. Is that what you're referring to? Oh wow! Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So you grew up there. When did you come to this country again? In 2014. 2014. Okay. Four years after me. Yeah. I paved the way for you. You did for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, So yeah, 2014. You 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 arrive. Finished your schooling here. Is that right? I did, yes. So I came in the middle of year four. So okay. that was quite tricky because wow. um, I didn't know any English at all. At so all? I was just zoned out in like yeah. the lessons. No idea what was going on. And I just made friends with other people who didn't know English. So that was kind of cool. But <laughs> yes. Every Aussie kid. Every <laughs> Aussie. <laughs> yeah. So I graduated here and now I'm in my first year of uni. Wow. Yeah. Studying? Studying psychology at Macquarie. Mm. Mm. She's trying to work us out. Have you I worked this out already? Writing, yeah, writing I've notes. analyzed everything already. No secrets here. Got just us a, in a box. Just a notepad with idiots somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> was it tough moving at 10? Because I moved across the world at the same age. Was it hard, like, other than, than the language obviously being a massive obstacle? Was it really tough on you guys? It was, I think it was easier on me because it was easier to make friends rather than my sisters. And it's like the awkward teenage years for them. So I think 10 was actually pretty good age. Yeah, what about you? Um, yeah, because I, um, I was at an international school, so all yeah. the other kids from around the world all spoke English anyway. Oh, you had it so easy then, yeah. yeah. Mm. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you mentioned sisters. Tell us yes. about your family. Yes, I have three older sisters. I'm the baby. Uh, the oldest two are married, and then one just moved to the ponds, so uh, they're also keeping me busy. That's good. And then my parents <laughs> have been going here for like seven years now. Okay. So, yeah. That's awesome. So uh, being the youngest, were, were you spoiled? Were you, are you the princess of the family? Even if I say no, that's a sign that I am. <laughs> so yes. Yes. And would you say like, uh, now I grew up with a boy and a girl in a family. So there's only two of us and we're very much sort of, we're about five years apart. So very individual, treated as individuals. Um, with, with the four of you, with you all being girls, did you try to sort of emulate one sister more than another? Or were you anxious to carve out your own niche as your own person? Like, how was that growing up for you? Mm, oh, that's a deep question. I would say, I think it was a bit easier because my sisters are a bit older. So mm. it was not fair to compare us because we're just in different life stages. But definitely as the youngest, trying to find your own identity. For example, like with family friends, they just refer to you as, oh, you're this person's sister, right? Um, and they yeah. have certain expectations for you on how you should act and behave. And for example, how your faith should be with Christ because of your siblings. So I think that was quite tricky, but I think I did pretty okay carving my own image. Hmm. Mm. Tell us about your spiritual journey, if you don't mind. Okay, so I grew up in a Christian household. Very thankful for that because my parents and my family and I would say WDBC played a really big role in my life in becoming a Christian. So it was a bit on and off, I would say, but I definitely had my light bulb moment in year 11, um, which was quite tough because I actually lost my friends because of that. Mm. Um, But I think that's what I needed in order to really like push myself and grow. Um, but yeah, I had that light bulb moment because I actually went through a uh, Macca's drive through with Alana and Phil. So that's mm-hmm. my sister and her husband. Mm-hmm. And they saw me going totally the wrong way. Like I was doing the wrong things and hanging out with the wrong people and not making the right decisions, even though I knew what was right. And it just made sense. Like Christ mm. just made sense. Like trying to find meaning in other things and worldly things like our culture or mm. even celebrities and 
other people and trying to indulge yourself in like social media that's a big one um I was trying to find meaning and fulfillment and none of those things brought any of that but then as I spent more time with God in the Bible and you know church events it's like that's what matters most that's cool mm. That's a lot to get out of the Macca's drive through. That's yeah, pretty. That's right. <laughs> Man, when McFlurry's I'm there, it's like, <laughs> just give me a McFlurry. Yes. <laughs> McFlurry's give revelations is what I got out of that. <laughs> I thought you were saying WDC had a big impact. It's just because we sold <laughs> the land and yes. <laughs> brought in the McDonald's. So true. Yeah. Uh, no, that's awesome. Thank mm. you for sharing. Thank you for sharing that. Talk about like having to make those choices because I see your, what gen are you? I'm Gen Z. Gen Z. Mm. Okay. Uh, that's Gen Z. Yeah, yeah here, Gen right? Z, okay. sorry. Yeah, American. <laughs> Gen Z. Uh, Gen Z, Gen Z. Um, so you're Gen Z. Tell us a bit about that generation and, like, what's it like? Like, I don't know. I feel I'm in that space in life where I'm just starting to either lose touch or not care. Might be different things uh, with kind of what, you know, the trends and and what, what that group's going through. Mm. How would you describe your generation? It depends the type of people in the generation. Mm -hmm. Are we talking overall? Oh, yeah, just some sweeping generalizations that are going to offend <laughs> no one whatsoever. Yeah, everyone, you know, all my peers, yeah. Maybe maybe how about this? Instead of describing people, how about just say, um, like, what are some things that you notice? Like, when you're around people your age, things that you notice that are maybe different than, like, your parents' generation or, or even just, um, yeah, people like my age or old fogies like Arden. Mm, probably priorities hmm. i would say much more immediate gratification rather than delayed okay mm. okay that's pretty that's pretty interesting do you see that in like is that like reflected in choices and or just like what they do with their time or like yeah can I you give me an example oh sorry i think all of it's like more in habits mm. more in habits the way yeah the way they spend their time or how we spend our time mm. um yeah if you were trying to say there's an area where your generation is like misunderstood or is maybe overlooked, is what would you say that would be? I think we do care for others. I think people think that we don't, but I think sometimes we care a little bit too much. Hmm. Yeah, like in what way would you say? Well, the whole move of climate change, okay. <laughs> although it's very <laughs> wrong, like wrongly directed. Mm -hmm. I think their heart is at the right place. Hmm. Yeah. What would you, um, Jonathan spoke, mentioned before at the beginning about church for the next generation and stuff mm. like that. What do you look for in church or what, or what is church for you? Community and fellowship. No sermons mentioned there. Did you hear that? <laughs> no, no theology necessary. <laughs> okay, definitely it, the teaching too. You don't have to say that at all, but thank you. Well, that's the whole point where people go, right? <laughs> Well, look, if I can get serious for a second, and I'm not being defensive in any way because Arden just attacked my one of you. <laughs> because you're uh, being filmed on camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no. But I think I think where it does matter, like if this is just a random thing I saw. Um, there, there, was a, there was a group of people. They held a Christian service, and it was anything goes. And the worship, <laughs> the worship songs being sung were Beyonce songs. Right. Like just, you know, straight up go to her top ten hits or whatever. I don't know what they are, but I but it was a it was Beyonce songs and and it was like, Oh, this is odd. Mm. And and it just raised the question like for people who say, Oh, church is just about community, I agree. It is very much about community, but that can 
you need to then ask the question community around what like community is a it's a gathering and so there has to be something in the center that's pulling them together and, and that's where i think the teaching comes in the doctrine comes in really and the priorities that are at the center of people's lives so it's not just simply okay let's just get together and have a good time it's it's what are we gathering around because community does get hard and when it gets hard what's the thing that pulls people together because um, people can be jerks, you know? True. Not us. Never. <laughs> Some people. <laughs> Not at Windsor Baptist. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, Mariah, you're, you're studying psychology, studying at uni. Did you go to a public school or Christian school growing up? So, I went to a private Christian school. Okay. And Macquarie Uni's public university. Is that yes. right? Very yeah. different. Okay. Can you shed some light for me? Like, if you could, you've, you've been there a little while now. Uh, if you could go back and tell your year 12 self and say, Okay, this is what this is what I'm coming into. What do you think you would have been most surprised by? What would you say? Hey, young Mariah, <laughs> get ready for this. I'll probably tell myself set your expectations lower. Really? Yeah, just in the sense of it's very um, possessed by ideology. Hmm. I think they're yep. pushing an agenda. Can I say that? You can okay. say what yeah, you want. Okay. This is a free speech podcast. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> Plus, uh, you're the producer, so <laughs> that's right. Can yeah. always cut it out. I'll give you an example. So. I think it was two weeks ago now, I had a philosophy lecture and there was like a couple hundred people in the room. And the lecturer, she's a woman and she was great. And then at the beginning of the lecture, she'll go, last week I noticed the lecture was because she'll ask questions and you have to answer. And she's like, it was very dominated by men. So can I ask at least the first half of the session to just for the men to step back and make space for women to answer the questions? And I was like, there's a reason why they're answering it because the women are not putting up their hand. You know what I mean? But mm. like, I just didn't think that was right at all. Mm. I mean, they still answered, but I just, yeah, because the weeks before that, the women were still answering, but it's just, it was really weird how that is accepted and that's encouraged and promoted. It was very much the value, sounds yeah, like. Yeah, the value rather than the content itself of trying mm. to learn and learning mm. from others. It's more about who spoke. Mm. Yeah. So here you are, you're at uni, you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to lower expectations a little bit. Uh, yeah. You said very ideological base. What do you think you were hoping or what are you hoping to get out of this experience? Uh, you know, it's obviously a few year commitment. It's all the study, all that stuff. What, what are you going to look at and say, hey, this was a successful endeavor for me? I guess learning from other people who do think differently and behave differently because you can always learn something from that right like i do a psychology degree if anything i can <laughs> we can analyze it together and see how uh, that impacts how we do life and i think that is quite meaningful in itself but you feels well. very one-sided <laughs> sorry yeah <laughs> why is she talking so much? <laughs> it's like shorter answers yeah no no you're not talking i feel like i'm the one asking i'm oh, sorry can i ask questions back of course what? Wait, when did that happen? Oh. <laughs> go ahead. Uh, what was university for you like? Where'd you go? I went to Charles Sturt in Bathurst. Nice. Advertising degree. Wow, mm. that's cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, probably much the same. I, you, You're coming into a completely different environment. Totally different worldview, totally different values. Um, I had a strong group of friends outside uni. I had friends at uni, but my main base of friends were, were church friends outside uni. So I never really struggled from that point of view. But yeah, you d you, you're a foreigner yeah, for the most part. Yeah, I, I would sort of do the opposite of you, Mariah. I, I went to a 
public high school. I went to public school my whole upbringing, and then I did Christian uni, which is which is different. Like in America, it's I don't, I don't know quite how to put in put into words, but we would call it a college over there, which for you guys is kind of like a dorm dormitory experience. But this is the whole school's like a college. So, uh, so I'll use the word Christian uni, even though it's not technically a university. So. Uh, so I went to Wheaton College, and Wheaton College has been around since the 1850s, 1860s, something like that. And their whole philosophy was, we're going to teach you things, but we're going to teach it from a Christian perspective. So I was a political science major, so we learned political science from a Christian perspective. And probably the like, to illustrate it with like... Um, to illustrate it would be to say I had a class, this one class I had in my major, in my degree, it was called Shakespeare and Politics, classic liberal arts course, <laughs> Shakespeare and Politics. And we're looking at the King plays of Shakespeare. So you got this kind of literary background. We're analyzing it from a political perspective, but we're also analyzing it from a Christian perspective. And so we get to this play, which was one of my favorite plays still is uh, Henry V by, by Shakespeare. And there's this, if you don't familiar with the story, it's about, King Henry V, who's, as a kid, he's seen as kind of this cast-off, this guy who's kind of like the prodigal son. He's just wasted his life. And and then he comes to power, and everybody's like, is this guy going to be able to do anything? And he actually turns out to be a really good leader. So he goes over to France, and he's fighting this this battle where the odds are, you know, the French outnumber them like three to one, and, and the English prove victorious. Well, Shakespeare writes this speech called the St. Crispin's Day speech. Look it up. Kenneth Branagh has a great version of it. And in this speech, he's just motivating his men. And there's all this imagery, this biblical imagery, this kind of like Christ-like Christian imagery. And I remember I just love this play. I love, love this play. And, and I thought it was so inspiring because, you know, the way he interwove his faith with like politics. And the prof gets up after we sort of share how much we like this. And he says, so is this guy a Christian? Like, is King Henry in the place he really Christian? And we're like, well, yeah. He says, you know, he's he's talking about God. He uses the name of Christ. And he's like, does he rule Christianly? Like, if you look at his actions in this story so far, has he actually done those? Has he embodied the ministry and the gospel of Jesus Christ? And you're kind of like, ooh, I don't know. <laughs> so it was, it was that kind of education. It's like, okay, we're going to teach you about world history. And then we're going to say, how does that align with the values of God? We're going to teach you about chemistry and say, you know, how does that, how does it impact the way we see the world that God gave us? So for me, it was very formative. I can't, you know, unlike Australia where like you go to uni and it's like, we're going to teach you how to advertise. And so by the time you finish, go, you can go advertise. I came out with a liberal arts degree and it <laughs> didn't really prepare me to like actually get a job <laughs> too much in politics. I mean, I, I got sort of, sort of low level jobs, but, um, but it taught me to think, and I think that was, for me, looking back, I wouldn't trade that for anything. It taught me to think, put me in a Christian community with other people. Uh, so if you can get that kind of experience, be that, you know, through a church or through a group of friends or through a particular ministry, I think in these formative years that, that you've been talking about, it's really worth it. It's, it's worth the price because it's going to set you up for how you approach life the rest of your life. In the college setting, the open-minded kind of open forum sort of setting, in a, like a Christian college, how do, they, how do they insulate themselves, I suppose, from things like Christian nationalism and stuff, which, seem, which is just a massive wave in the U.S.? 
Yeah, I think it depends. I mean, there's some schools, and it's different. It's a little bit different now. So it was not as much a thing. There was the seeds of it, but it wasn't quite the upfront thing that Christian nationalism is now. That I, I think so. There's some Christian unis in the states now that would actually push that, and that's their selling point for getting students. Um, but for my in my experience, what was unique was they didn't discriminate based on your denomination. So. You know, I came from this like conservative, charismatic Jesus movement in California in the 1970s. That was kind of my my Christian roots, and and I show up and I'm like, you know, I'm living on a dorm with a Lutheran, you a know, Lutheran, a Lutheran, you know, Lutherans and Baptists and Presbyterians and people who you know, you know, Orthodox churches and smells and bells and all sorts of different stuff, and like we're all like. And so, so like, yes, you have class, but then you're, you're back on your normal floor and you're like, hold on, you're a Christian. Like, I thought a Christian was like this in my, mm-hmm. and so your view is really small. And, and then you're talking to someone's like, well, oh, you, you have a faith in Christ. Oh, you're actually trying to practice mercy and justice and compassion. Like Jesus would, oh, I guess I have to broaden the categories in which I'm thinking. <laughs> and so yeah. it sort of forces that and there's this clash in this tension and, and, um, but you come out the other side of it, I think more open-minded than when you went in. And, and to be honest, one of the things that frustrates me most, I'm not trying to whinge, but one of the things that frustrates me most in Sydney is the way the denominations don't interact. Mm. I mean, I have other, I have other Christians who look at me with more suspicion than non-Christians. Yep. And I'm like, you know, uh, then they'll make comments and I'm like, you wouldn't say that to anybody, but you're saying that to a fellow Christian because we come from a different denomination. Now, all no, there's space to have your convictions, but like, can we make the main thing be the main thing? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Well, that was a pretty good chat. Yeah. Mariah, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me on. Did you have fun? <laughs> I sure did. I'll have more fun editing. Thanks. <laughs> Mariah, you can tell us who the next deck guest is going to be. We'll have Brie Bond on. I am so excited to hear from her because she will also lead our special series coming up in October. Awesome. All right. Well, thanks for coming, guys. Do it all again next week. <laughs>